Welcome back. I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor of today's episode of North American Deer Talk, CNE Wildlife Products. CNE Wildlife is a trusted leader in biotechnology for the cervid industry. They offer microencapsulated bacteria products that are research supported through Texas Tech University. With more than 30 years of experience and commitment to all natural probiotics, this product line continues to be a mainstay in herd management programs across North America. And the reason is simple. They are passionate about the cervid industry. They have products for elk, whitetail, muleys, red deer, and more. With products ranging from Fawn Paste and Electromax to Guardian Plus, Whitetail Energy Pack, Jumpstart, or their ever-popular Top Score Extreme, they just flat out work. We've been a CNE Wildlife product user for more than 15 years. To learn more about CNE Wildlife, check out episode 54 of North American Deer Talk, a probiotics masterclass with CNE owner Sadie Horrocks, and give her a call today to start using the products we do here. Hey, it's the Deer Wizard, host of North American Deer Talk. I want to tell you about a great new advertising and research platform that we've developed for you, CWDbreeding.com. You know, as the deer industry continues to mature and develop around chronic wasting disease and its known genetic heritability, resources like CWDbreeding.com become essential tools for deer managers across the country making decisions about their herds. I really wanted a platform that excelled at hosting GBV and codon markers in a filterable and searchable manner, but I also wanted to have high quality pictures, videos, ages, scores, NADAR numbers, and a whole host of other information to go along with that. This database puts everything in one easy to find location and allows you to access the industry's greatest genetic resources. I look forward to seeing all the great bucks that people have to offer in one easy to find location, cwdbreeding.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of North American Deer Talk. This is episode 94. Um, it's great to be back with you. I took a little time off. Um, so I was just kind of thinking about... Um, what I wanted to do for this particular show and kind of moving forward, um, what will 2024 bring to the farmed cervid industry? So uh, we're just going to start off with some CWD stuff, and then I'm going to move on to some more uh, personalized things. So I was on the uh, USDA APHIS you know, annual CWD stakeholder update deal they do once a year. And um, this is just a message for all you, you elk guys. It looks like you guys have some cool technology coming your way. Uh, GEBV or genomic estimated breeding value for chronic waste and disease. I think it's going to happen. Uh, Dr. Seabury sounded... Um, pretty confident that the uh, heritability is is high enough and in elk it's like two points under um you know what the whitetail is or so and um looks like the array is working really well so that's pretty awesome for you guys um 
I understand that it's a different dynamic with with elk than it is whitetail, but uh, if we have these these tools at our disposal to um, call it tamp down that regulatory environment, uh, that's a good thing. Cost is a, a separate issue, um, and, and you know, as I look as I look forward, you know, I always talk about live testing, diagnostics, um, you know, GBV and all that, and those things have an associated cost. If we get to the point where, where, um, they become burdensome and they, they very well could be, um, that's a conversation that needs to be had and it depends how they're implemented. So, you know, right now it's the, the testing is affordable because there's a lot of USDA money, um, you know, sloshing around with these, these cooperative agreement dollars. So anyway, elk, Y'all got some good things coming on, uh, in the whitetail world. I think it's, it's, um, you know, if you look at, uh, 23, I think it's just a carryover of that. And we have, we have, um, what's the best way we have, I think there's eight, eight States now that have, you know, dedicated funding for, um, you know, genomic breeding programs to analyze their, their herds and their state and uh, participate in a in a breeding program to lower susceptibility of of cwd in their herds uh you know we're we're in our third year here or coming into our yeah coming into our third year so we've had two breeding seasons uh this will be our third set of fawns that we've knowingly um you know known an outcome on so uh, this is my first cross of animals that I got out of that gen one. So in other words, I took my does that I had, be it good or bad with their, uh, GBVs and, and, uh, codon values purposefully bred them to, you know, the best buck with the best values that I could afford for my herd, et cetera. And now I'm taking those daughters and making that, that second generation cross. So I'm excited for that. I suspect many of you who started during that time as well are, are on to that. Uh, we're going to start seeing, you're going to start seeing leaps and bounds. There will be, there will be some magic. I call them magic. It's not magic. It's science. Uh, you're you're going to see some magic animals pop up and uh, we will start pushing the boundaries very much so of that negative GBV number. You will see many, many more uh, minus two, minus three, minus four animals uh, in the future. So this this coming this coming spring, the fawns will be born, um, and that number, if I have to guess, that number will uh, start doubling and tripling and quadrupling. Uh, in pretty rapid succession year over year. Um, there may be a, I, I, I don't know when it comes cause I, I just, I can't predict on it, but there will be, there will be some sort of plateau in the future. Um, but in these, these first, you know, five, 10 years, that ramp up is going to be fast. You're going to see tons and tons of movement, uh, while people figure out not only the combat, the, the, the combinations that quote unquote make that magic. And what is magic right here? Let me give you an example of magic. 
um, breeding minus twos and minus twos and getting minus fours. That's magic, right? Um, that is, and it's, again, it's not magic, it's science, um, but you're going to start seeing that. So people will deduce how that's happening by looking at the parentage, right? By looking at these pedigree charts, you'll, you'll have discerning breeders figure that out. Um, I see, I see little bits of it here on my farm. I can see a few things that are, are really cool. And, you know, we have another quote unquote science experiment. That's our breeding program this year, um, to see if I can not necessarily replicate directly, but use, uh, certain genetic crosses to, um, confirm my thesis on certain things. So I'll share those as they come along. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what 2024 is going to look like. Um, there's going to be a pretty good, uh, group of sales here and, um, state auctions and, and benefits and things like that. If you, if you can, you know, start with supporting your state, I think that's a, a really important, important piece of the puzzle, um, to making this, this industry strong. Um, I, I, if you can only do one, right? Uh, support your own state. Get involved. Send them some money. Call in on a meeting. That kind of stuff. Um, we there's consolidation that continues to happen uh, in various areas, and uh, those of us that are are left after this, you know, kind of regulatory barrage over the years, um, we need to try to work together. So, anyway, um, I am curious. If you would, in the comments down below, if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble, um, just leave me your thoughts, what you think the kind of big trends are going to be. Uh, I think that this this whole market that we've developed is, is, um, is going to be good here for quite some time. There's still pain that's occurring, uh, specifically on a state level, relating to CWD. Um, there are still states that feel it necessary to, you know, use kind of blanket depopulations as a tool. I am anti-blanket depopulation. I think we're past that. I know we're past that. Uh, and we are, we are not to say it can't happen, but we are moving past that here in Pennsylvania. And I think we will, we will be looking at, you know, individual animal um, indemnities, you know, constructed breeding programs for susceptibility. And this is why it's important, I think, to have your herd sampled and start moving in that direction, however fast or slow you, you, you want to go. Um, that way in case, you know, something, something happens and you get wrapped up in a CWD quarantine or, you know, you're an index facility, um, that, that analysis is done. And you can be nimble and you can move quickly to uh, work with your, in our case, Department of Ag here in Pennsylvania um, to, to put together some sort of herd plan, aka a, a program that allows you to do um, commerce in a relatively safe way, um, still provides income for your, your operation, you know, keeps your employees in business, um, doesn't destroy your land value and ultimately come out the other side with a really robust herd of, of animals that long-term 
we're going to have impact on the, you know, 30 plus million whitetail deer in, in North America. Um, I, I believe that I truly believe that. So, um, I'm going to segue if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you. I forgot to get into that. If you don't like YouTube, head over to rumble. We do it over there too. If you're listening on the podcast, um, I appreciate it. You know, we have, uh, we have platforms on, uh, Amazon, Spotify, uh, Google, wherever Apple podcasts, wherever you listen, uh, we are there. So thank you. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Dan rocking the bat and kill hunt and fish club or bat and kill farms hat today. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. I like it. I like this. Uh, I, you've all seen me with my, uh, my Verde, uh, camo before I, uh, I like it. So anyway, Dan hooked me up with this hat last year and I saw it sitting there on my hat rack, which my wife yells at me all the time about because I have way too many hats. Um, Brent sees no such thing. There's, you should have as many hats as you need. But uh, I was like, oh, it's time to, it's time to get that off the shelf. So brought it in here to the studio and appreciate you, buddy. Um, you know, we, uh, I just, might as well talk about service solutions a little bit. So we've been doing a newsletter now uh, every month for oh, a little over half a year. Uh, we try to do, you know, time sensitive, kind of important, um, bigger picture health items. And those, we do a podcast that's coupled with that, North American Deer Talk Plus. If you want to check out those episodes, you got to sign up for our membership program. It's 60 bucks for the year. Um, those of you that are already members, you see these newsletters come across. Uh, I know you're watching the, watching the, the, uh, episodes there of, of NADT plus we appreciate it. Thank you. And, um, hopefully those articles are, are good for you. Um, we, we have found that like this month we talk, uh, tackled the kind of, uh, winter preparations and winter awareness of respiratory diseases, and, um, it's, it's important to make sure that we're continuing to review our health programs and make sure that our animals are healthy. You know, they, they mean a lot. Um, I'm going to jump back onto something that I, I failed to mention and, and I think is worthwhile I'm talking about trends for 2024. The, the stalker market has been pretty good. And, and I'm, I'm kind of looking, I've made this comment to a few people privately and I'll, I'll share it here. This is my take on things, uh, from my perch here and, you know, the mountains of, of, uh, you know, Northern PA, I'm in my own little bubble, but this is what I see from the outside. Um, there is certainly a bunch of, uh, turmoil and, you know, people's livelihoods are, are being destroyed mostly at the behest of, of, um, quote unquote, well-intentioned government officials. Uh, I disagree. I think the, I think the mandates that the, uh, folks in wildlife and DNRs, et cetera, um, are, are trying to push forward are draconian. They are not based in science. They're politically motivated, if they're not politically motivated, then these people um, really lack the integrity to do the right thing, and um, I think they're gonna they're going to uh, 
they're going to pay in the diminishing value of their um, positions and their agencies. I think that's that's a good way to say it. Um, but and there's two specific examples that I'll cite. Um, and I I just want to put this out because I've lived through pain of CWD regulations coming down on me and quarantine for multiple years. I've seen lots of people I know get put out of business. Um, I am not in any way trying to take away from the pain and hardship that, that um, people are experiencing currently and will experience in the future and those in the past. So let me just put that out there. That way people aren't like, that Josh guy, he's a real you-know-what. Um, okay, so let's start there. Um, the state of Texas, from my perch, is a mess. Um, I know there is a ton of good work going on behind the scenes, but from a on kind of outward standpoint, it is it – is, um, there's a lot of people that have been – um, put under quarantine or, and I don't know their program well at all, but like are non-movement qualified, have to do crazy amounts of testing. Even if they do the testing, they aren't allowed to do business. It's just a, I, I can't, I can't make heads or tails of it. Um, and I, I feel for all those people that are wrapped up in this. I just, I can't, it's just freaking tyranny. That's what it is. It's it's just, it's wrong. So I hope y'all keep working through that. But the amount of people that are are no longer involved in specifically the whitetail deer business is staggering. Um, the shift to non-CWD uh, species or uh, exotics is has been tremendous, and and that market has seen that that boom. I bet you. You know, the folks over at uh, EWA have seen a lot of growth. Um, so that that's a, there's a, there's a lot of whitetail deer that are not being produced, not being stocked, can't be stocked, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So there's that, right? Then you have the state of Minnesota. A lot of the farmers up there you know, they kind of, they see the writing on the wall and they're like, I, I, I just, I can't, I can't be in a position. I'm not in a position where I can risk what's going on. Um, that's a mess up there. I, I, I don't know where that is currently. Um, there's guys fighting up there, but I think a lot of, a lot of folks are getting out. They're selling off inventory. Um, so between Minnesota and Texas, just those those two states with this kind of exodus from you know deer breeding stocking of genetics etc there's thousands of deer that are not currently going into uh the the ranch or the hunting side of things that is putting that is putting stress on ranch owners in the current market or will for sure in the very near future, this coming year, 2024, um, to have to pay more money. And we're seeing prices go up. I've, I've talked to a couple ranch owners, you know, that, that run, um, that run hunts in 
various states for various species, whitetail, elk, mule deer, et cetera. And their, their prices keep creeping up, um, because they have to, cause they're, they're forced to compete in a market that has, um, somewhat limited supply. And, and you'll, you, you're going to start seeing that. I think you'll start seeing that more in the future. Um, then we throw EHD in the mix. You have a bad year of EHD and it hits a couple states, right? Like it's in Oklahoma all the time, right? Those guys are, they're starting to kind of work through it. Um, obviously it's in Texas every year and, and some of those guys are, are working through it. Um, there's no doubt that there is a genetic component to EHD. Is it foolproof? No, certainly, you know, having animals that live through exposure, that's a good thing, right? But when you look at the, the Northern States, you know, there's a bunch of farms in Indiana and Ohio you have EHD go through there and have a bad year. And, you know, these, these big bucks, they take it hard. At least this is what I've been told. I'm full disclosure. I've never had EHD going on 25 years. Um, knock on wood. I hope that stays that way. Cause I am sure that my herd would get decimated. Um, but you know, it, it starts knocking out, you know, if you got 20 bucks standing there, and you lose 11 of them and you, you kind of multiply that across, you know, various regions of the state and into multiple States. It's a lot of deer that, uh, don't get, don't get put in the ranch. And that's just on the buck side, let alone the doe side and the, you know, the genetic component that's, that's lost there for these kind of long-term, uh, folks that want to, you know, just increase the value of their property through this genetic uh, process of, of inputting, you know, new genes and altering what they got. Um, man, I, I, I think I, I don't see it another way. I, I just, the next five, 10 years, I just don't know how you make up for that glut. Like, let's just say, Lara, let's, let's look, let's look at it this way. You can, you can work through this with me. Okay, so let's just say there's, you know, a thousand deer that don't get put into the stocking program across the country this year. Well, that's, you know, let's say that's a thousand hunters. They have to go somewhere or they want to go somewhere. So that's going to drive up, drive up the demand. But as that feedback from the ranches as they kind of try to work through their inventories, is that feedback uh, provide or is 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 funneled over to um, a stalker producer like myself? I can only like he- here where I am. I can only grow so much. I don't have unlimited capacity to expand. Today, I hope that in the future I will be able to 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 grow much larger. That's my plan. But today, that's not a reality. I'm making plans to make that happen. Um, but even the existing farms can only ramp up so far before they start having their own challenges in their own space. Plus, how long does it take you to make the product that ultimately wants to go in that ranch and can be close to sellable? 
right? Well, it's a minimum of, you know, call it 30 months. It's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. I don't know how much, I don't know how much higher the, the stocker prices can go. Um, I think for sure we're going to see the bottom end come up more and it's already like really high. I think the, I think the big non-typical stuff. And when I say big, I mean, 300 plus, um, I think that's going to continue to squeeze. And I think these, these, uh, you know, call them net 10% or minus 10% uh, box, AKA a 200 inch frame with 20 inches of extra. That's a, that we're calling that a, a 10 percenter. Um, I, I think the premium those keeps going up. I really do. I think they've become increasingly special. Um, so anyway, lots to look forward here to in 2024. Um, I am, I, I've been thinking about this a little more. I, I, I want to do these shows more. And of course I'd rather do them than not do them. And I think I owe it to you guys to, to continue to do them. So they may get a lot shorter. Um, of course, you know, I could go off on a rant about something, um, just cause and, you know, end up with a 40 minute episode that does happen, but I think um I think what you'll see is you're going to see um a lot more 10 and 15 minute shows. So hopefully those are something you can just pop on when you're you know heading to the grocery store to you know grab some grab some chow or you know heading over to your your feed dealer to pick up some feed or whatever that may be. Um I hope everybody had a a nice kind of break. Um we're we're into January here. Um I'm going to try to be more regular about this. I'm sorry that I was absent. Um, we'll see you again soon. Okay. Everybody take care again. Shout out to my buddy, Dan. Appreciate the hat. I love hats. Y'all want to send me hats. Love to wear them here on the show. Get you a little advertising. Um, I support them on the forum. They get well-used, well-loved. With that, stay tuned for another episode of North American Deer Talk. <laughs>